and welcome to Mavs Daily, where several days of the week we are breaking down a question, event, news, or trend all about your Dallas Mavericks. My name is Bobby Corella. I'm from Mavs Digital. Joining me today as we turn our focus toward a former Nick is another former Nick, <laughs> a current Maverick, and uh, soon-to-be Mavs legend, Becca Jenico. Becca, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Thank you. So we're uh, we're continuing our player recap bonanza extravaganza festival 2020. And uh, today we were talking about Tim Hardaway Jr. Who came along in the trade in 2019 along with you from the Knicks uh, and some other guy named Kristaps Porzingis and another guy named Trey Burke and another guy named Courtney Lee. We've talked about a lot of these guys on Mavs Daily, but today we we're talking about Tim and I figured, hey, there's probably nobody in the Mavs organization outside of players and coaches, many of whom don't want to come on the podcast with us. <laughs> uh, we're a bunch of weirdos over here. But I figured, hey, you know Tim just about as well as anybody else around here. So um, let's bring Becca on and, and, and see what you have to say. From our local high schools to the pros, the Dallas Morning News has got North Texas sports covered. And it's more than just the scores. From all the off-season moves to in-season adjustments and maybe even postseason glory, the DMN has got the inside scoop on your favorite teams, players, and coaches. You can follow every goal, save, bucket, and touchdown as the Dallas Morning News delivers real local sports journalism from the press box and locker room straight to your inbox. As soon as the podcast is over, head to dallasnews.com sports to see what Brad Townsend, Callie Kaplan, and the rest of the DMN gang has for you there. We talked this was, I don't know, like in April or May or something. We did an episode talking about KP, mm-hmm. what it was like to uh, cover him in New York and and how you sort of like saw him grow really over the course of the, the year or so in between coming from there and, and playing here and everything. Uh, we've never had the same conversation about Tim. Yeah. So what was it like, uh, you know, covering him in New York and then seeing him come to Dallas, new environment, new team, new expectations and everything and, and seeing the season that he had here. Just what was it? What was it kind of like watching him? I don't know, grow up, get older, whatever. <laughs> well, I wasn't around when he was drafted in New York um, in 2013. I saw his second stint in New York um, starting in 2017. Um I think out of all of the guys that I, you know, came here with or, you know, in a sense, because I came like obviously like 10 months later, but um, out of all the guys that um, I came from New York with, Tim is probably the biggest like growth of a player that I've seen um, in terms of community aspects and on the court aspect and, you know, just as a person, um, in New York, I feel like it's hard. It's hard to be, um, a player in New York in general. Um, it's, it's hard to explain unless you're, you know, kind of around it all the time, but there's just so much expected of you and there's so much that you have to put on, um, you know, fashion wise and, you know, um, socially and on the court and just like the fans are super brutal. So being out there is really hard. It's hard to be a New York Nick. And I applaud all of the guys that, um, you know, are out there and, um, really thriving out there and things like that. Cause it's hard. Um, so for Tim, you know, in New York, you have good days and bad days. All players do. 
Um, but I think in New York, it's great days and terrible days. <laughs> because Everything is like so much yes, more extreme. It is, you know? it is so extreme and it is um, just, it is, that's the perfect way to put it. It's just like times 10. So I think um, seeing him, you know, go from New York to here in terms of attitude and just the way he embraces different things on and off the court, um, this environment in Dallas could not have been better for him. I think that um, Dallas welcomed him with open arms. He's a sharpshooter. Dallas loves those sharpshooters um, and those three-point makers. And, you know, I think that, you know, he was able to open his donut shop and coffee shop here that he has in Miami. And, um, you know, I just think this is this is kind of like the environment that he was looking for that he couldn't really find in New York where, you know, people are super harsh and here, you know, all we hear is how Tim has made an impact and, you know, with whether it's like points or um, on the court or it's, you know, leadership or um, just embracing the Mavericks culture and things like that. I think that um, this has just been perfect for him. And also just seeing him kind of mentor the younger guys and kind of like get involved with them. I never really saw that from him in New York because I think that he was like in between young and kind of veteran out there. And here he's kind of more of an established player. He's been around um, the league. You know, his dad is very well known um, across the league as well. And I think he uses all of that to his advantage here where he, you know, I've seen him really mentor Luca and, you know, talk, talk about him in real positive light and, uh, kind of, you know, in on social media, you can see that the guys support each other. And, um, I've never really saw that from him in New York. It might've not been as public. Um, but personally, I, I, I think that, um, him as a Mav, Tim as a Mav has been like such a great, um, thing to see because it's like such a success story. Yeah, I mean, he had the best season of his career, or at least the most efficient season. He's had seasons, like in New York, for example, he averaged mm -hmm. 18 points a game or 19 points a game before being traded to Dallas yeah. um, in 2018-19. But coming here, he was playing for a team that was competing for a playoff spot that went to the postseason. Right. And so, um, you know, whenever you're successful on the court, I feel like everyone just sort of like, I don't know, can relax a little bit more. Right. Even though you're obviously – you're more intense because you're trying to go to the playoffs. Right. But like, there's just pressure out there. There's pressure out there regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a different kind of pressure too, right. you know, and, and it's, I will it's say, like, I, sorry to interrupt you. I will say something that I thought of is that, you know, Tim started all of his games in New York, the, the season and a half that he was there. Um, and he, when he came to the Mavericks, this at the start of this season, I remember he was not starting. And he took that role. And I remember seeing, I was still in New York because I was all obviously still following like those guys. I would watch the games um, right after they were traded just because I was kind of like heartbroken for a couple of them. But, you know, um, I followed, you know, obviously all the guys and how they were doing and all that kind of stuff. But I did notice that he was not starting. And I did see that he commented a lot on how he knew why he was here. He knew what his role was. He knew that he could come off the bench and make a great impact. And eventually he made it into the starting lineup just a couple games after the season started. And I will tell you that that is 
the perfect example of telling you how much he has grown from the Knicks to the Mavs, because I don't think that that would have been the same response in New York. Well, I mean, how many players would actually respond that way? You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's such a, you know, I mean, Tim is an accomplished player and he's a veteran guy. I mean, it's he's 28, which puts him right in the middle of the prime of his career. But on this team, he's one of the older players, which yep. is weird. But, um, you know, being a career starter, a guy who just averaged 18, 19 points a game for the Knicks and had been, you know, he was average 18 the year before that, averaged 15 the year before that. So, I mean, he's a big time scorer, big time shooter. He's a big time name. And then he comes here. And, you know, he started the rest of the season last year. And then, you know, coming into training camp, Rick goes to him and says, hey, I'm going to bring you off the bench. It doesn't matter who you are or where you came from. I mean, that's kind of a gut punch. And you basically have two choices. You can either, you know, cry about it, basically, and and become a problem. Or you can say, okay, if that's the role that I'm going to play, then that's the role I'm going to play. And, you know, Tim, at the beginning of the year, it was – not a, it, it didn't turn out to be a good move. He get, he got off to a really, really bad start individually. Mm-hmm. And the team was even kind of like stuck in neutral. They were six and five through their first 11 games. And then Seth Curry came down with a cold or something. I mean, it was just like some weird, he just missed a game one day and Tim was in the starting lineup. And I, I don't think he missed a shot. It was against the Warriors at the Cavs. One of those two games, he just went off was like six for six, scored 20 points. Boom, boom, boom. And he was the starter for the rest of the year. And so when he finally did get his chance, he really never let it go. Yep. And I mean, yep. that's what you want to see from, from any player on your team is, is buying into the coach's plan, buying into the culture, buying into the, the whole, like the big picture, you know, it's, it's yep. team yep. first. And um, the fact that Tim was one of the highest paid players on the team. In fact, I think the second highest paid player on the team, one of the most established names, one of the guys with like the biggest celebrity and everything, the fact that he was willing to kind of put his ego aside and do what was best for the team. I feel like that kind of set the tone for like the whole rest of the team. Cause there are a Absolutely. bunch of guys who came off the bench that were good enough to start. There were a bunch of guys who started, who struggled, who got moved to the bench. I mean, this is a, this is a thing where like you, you're all in or you're all out. Right. And, and Tim was all in from the opening tip of the year. And uh, then he called a shot. He said that I'm going to be Michael Finley and <laughs> darn, he turned out to be Michael Finley. I mean, he yeah, was their yeah. third best player for like the entire season. So um, just just kudos to him. I mean, like you're talking about growth and and, and just buying into the culture and everything. I mean, like, geez, I, I, it doesn't matter who you are, where you came from. That's a tough thing to do. But but right, Tim did right. it and all the credit in the world to him. Absolutely. And I think that um, even the part of you saying like buying into the culture and saying I'm not going to give up my shot, that has been a consistent thing for him. I think even when he was in New York, he always put 110% into everything, um, even when, you know, the team wasn't doing well and things like that. And I think that really translates here in Dallas. Um, And I've never seen him, like, happier, honestly, any of those guys. Like, I think that not only is the culture a little bit more relaxed, um, the city is a little bit more relaxed. It's still a high market and a big market where they can, you know, spread out and do their things like create, bring their businesses here and things like that. But I just, it's, it's your, he's put his best foot forward here. And I think it's really um, done great things for him and going to do great things for him because I think that this year alone has made him a leader of the team. And also like 
just as an example, in the bubble, when we were, we you know, sent, we sent a GoPro down there for someone to like bring it around. I thought it was going to be like Boban or Courtney or someone like that. But Tim was the one that embraced the GoPro and gave us this really stuff good was content. Great. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And he did a really great job. And when I heard that Tim was going to do this, I was shocked. And I, and now that we're talking about this, I'm not as shocked anymore because of who he has become. Um, as a player and just like kind of like a leader and a tone setter. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we should expect great things from him, whether he's on the maps, whether he's not, it's, it's going to travel with him for sure. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's aged gracefully, yeah. right? I mean, he's, he's entered <laughs> he's the prime only, of his career. He's only a year older than me and a year younger than you. So aged is a little bit of a, yeah. <laughs> well, a he's an old man. I mean, he's almost <laughs> as old as me. He's past, he's way past his prime, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting, like, you know, going from kind of youngish guy. I mean, it's, you know, it's two years, basically, a year and a half since he got traded to Dallas. And so whenever he came here, he was, what, 26? Mm-hmm. And now he's 28. And he's kind of, he's become sort of like a, a, a tone setter and, and a, a kind of a leader on the team and everything. And, like, whenever Dallas is making a big run, a big push in a game, he's out here, you know, yelling and getting intense and, and kind of motivating guys and everything. I mean, he's kind of become like a, a sort of a, a culture setter, tone setter, sort of voice of the team kind of guy, which is really important because, you know, KP is, you know, kind of give you pregame talk guy and, and, and he's pretty intense, but Luca is, you know, Luca just likes having fun and hanging out with his friends and stuff. So, you know, it's important to have other guys in the team and Dorian's kind of the same way, you know, Dorian is like, he's out here doing all the dirty work, but he's not really going to give you a motivational speech or anything. Right. Right. You need somebody to step up and kind of embrace that role. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're not really getting it from Dwight either. Yeah. JJ, these are all really good people, but they're not going to like put their finger in your face and, you know, get you all fired up, you know, but, right. but that's him. And, and mm-hmm. Tim has become that guy. He's a dog. You know, kind of a really important sure. element for this team this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like a two for one. He performs on the court and he performs in the locker room, um, you know, by being the teammate that he knows his teammates need. Um, and again, like I, I have goosebumps talking about it because I just like I couldn't be I'm like a proud mom, even though I'm younger than him. <laughs> yeah, like a, a proud sister. A proud sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> proud like, babysitter. My, my, my big brother is growing. Yeah. He's still growing. Up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good stuff. Well, and I, I think too, like maybe this has nothing to do with it, but I mean, he spent a year or so in Dallas when he was a kid, you know, so yeah. it was almost kind of like a homecoming for him. And now, yeah. like, you know, Tim Senior played a lot of his career in Miami, and so that's that's like Tim's home. You oh, know, yeah. that's where he lives in the off season and mm-hmm. everything. And like, who could blame him? Miami rules. But <laughs> um, you know, coming to Dallas, I think he was like familiar with it, and and you know all that stuff, and and he knows. I mean, God, he's known Mark Cuban and Donnie Nelson since he was like five years old. And so I don't know. I I feel like just coming here was like a perfect fit for him from a familiarity standpoint and everything. Like you had nothing to prove whenever you come here. Like they they know you can play and you know they wanted you because they traded for you. So like you're not trying to impress anybody. Right. Like you've been here before. Everybody knows what you're all about. Like just go out here and ball. And and he, I don't know, he really did it. it. It was such a. I don't think coming into the year, I mean, Tim obviously did because he said at media day, he's going to be Michael Finley, but I don't really think anybody else thought that 
you were going to get this version of Tim Hardaway this season. Yeah, but I mean, I dude, it's so. hard to it's hard to imagine where the team would be if he wouldn't have been that guy. Yeah. Because there were a lot of games that they had no business winning that they did win or that they were competitive mm-hmm. in because he was just going off. You yeah. Know? And his energy that he brings. Like I remember in New York when he would like, you know, make a three pointer or just like a really clutch shot, he would do like this shimmy and it was so great. And it just got everyone so pumped up and his, like his photos from the games that I use for like, you know, game day mood and things like that are, are mostly Tim, like, because he is just like flexing or yelling or saying, we ain't going nowhere, you know, and just like, again, he brings that energy and um, the willingness to do whatever it takes to win. And it just, it fits like the perfect puzzle piece in this environment. And, you know, hearing him talk about how he used to run around the American Airlines Center when he was a little kid or Reunion Arena or wherever they were and um, at the time, and then also the commercial on Fox Sports Southwest, where he's like, we ain't going nowhere. Have you seen? Yeah, you obviously yep. have seen it because yeah. we talk about the commercials <laughs> all the time. But um, but I don't think he know, wanted to finish the song, but to his credit, he did. Yeah, he did. And, and, and he took it and all the way. Great. And it gives you a, it puts you in a good mood when you're watching the games. And I just think, you know, it's it's zero to 100 with Tim, like he's done a complete, you know, 180 and I, I just, I'm really pleased with it. And I'm also, thank you, Tim, for sending me um, a box of your salty donut uh, donuts and some swag because I really enjoyed all of it. Yeah. How are those donuts, by the way? They They're good. Really good. He sent, yeah, he sent me like three different boxes of donuts and cookies and then like a hat that says y'all on it. And I love that. Um, and like some cups and stickers and stuff and and like a note and it was really nice and I was so excited and you know that another points for Tim there because he gave me dessert. Tim if you're listening to this DM me and I'll (laughs) I'll send you my address. I I do love donuts. I love donuts and his place by the way it's called the salty donut right? It's It's very good. It's in in Miami. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. It's in Bishop Arts. It it originated in Miami and now it's here. So, you know, he's putting down the roots in his, in his places. So, um, yeah, I've, I've had great feedback from other people that I've recommended it to as well. Um, yeah, check it out. It's in Bishop Arts. It's really good. Yeah. Really good. Uh, and then my, my food related Tim story is this was, uh, I want to say November 19th. Maybe November, maybe November 20s. It was, it was somewhere, it, it was right around Thanksgiving. Um, the Mavs, every year we have in, in our office, in our business office or whatever, we have like a Thanksgiving potluck. Uh, usually people will cook stuff and bring it in, but this year we actually had food catered. I believe it was Pecan Lodge and it was very good. Pecan Lodge is awesome. I'm sure yeah. everyone has been there if you haven't go. Uh, had but at, at this ago. point in the season, uh, it was November 19th, actually. So the Mavs had just played the Spurs the night before. Tim was 0 for 5. Now, Dallas won the game, but Tim didn't make a single shot. And so this was at the kind of like the his uh, nadir of the season, like his his valley of the season, um, you know, not even making a single shot. He only played 14 minutes and Seth Curry was playing great and everything. So we sat down, we ate the barbecue and every player is supposed to sit with like a different, you know, at, at a different table. Like instead of all the players eating together, they're supposed to branch out and eat with mm-hmm. the employees. And uh, so 
you know, pro move, me and Lizelle and Mike, you know, we were like getting content of the players getting the food. So we were at the front of the line. So we were the first people to sit down. And so uh, Tim came and sat down with us. And lo and behold, the next night he goes out, shoots six for seven, Dallas wins. Next game, shoots six for eight. Boom, he's a permanent starter. Next game against Houston, goes out and drops 31. So what are you saying, Bobby? (laughs) You know exactly what I'm saying. you? I'm saying it's all because of me. It is because of me. So uh, anybody who ever wants like some good luck, just buy me some barbecue. Hit me up. Let's eat lunch. You'll go out and you'll have the best, you'll have the best week of your life after that. So I can't take complete credit, but I can take a whole lot of credit for uh, for Tim Hardaway's season. Yeah. So definitely send me some freaking donuts, Tim. That's what I'm saying here. (laughs) You owe me. (laughs) You owe me. Uh, all right. Any other uh, any other memories or, or hot takes or whatever before we get out of here? All I all I can say is that you know, like I said, I'm proud of him. I'm excited to see what happens, you know, with his career, whether it's here, whether it's somewhere else. We don't really know, but you know, um, THJ Senior keep coming back to our games because that's when Tim really pops off. And uh, that's becoming a trend and we love it. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And hopefully it is here. I, I'd, I'd love for Tim to spend whatever. I mean, I know whatever contracts are whatever business, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah. yeah, Tim proved to be a super duper valuable guy to this team. So hopefully, uh, hopefully if here's where he wants to be, then here's where he'll be. But absolutely. We will see. We will see. All right, Becca, thank you for joining me uh, for today's episode. And thank you out there for listening. If you enjoyed, please feel free to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave a favorable review so that the next person who comes along will also uh, maybe feel the urge to listen to us review Tim's uh, donut shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you never know who we'll talk to next or who we'll talk about next. We still have a few more players to go. I think you know who they are, but uh, we will get to them in due time. So make sure you listen to every single episode of Mavs Daily. She is Becca. I am Bobby. And we will see you next time. Bye.